welcome to Tech Law Talks. I am Anthony Diana, a member of Reed Smith's Tech and Data Group. In each episode of this podcast, we will discuss cutting edge issues on technology, data, and the law. We will provide practical observations on a wide variety of technology and data topics to give you quick and actionable tips to address the issues you are dealing with every day. Welcome back to Tech Law Talks and our M365 and 5 Foundation Series, where we are joined by Lighthouse to explore core elements of Microsoft 365 and key operational and legal considerations. In this episode, we're going to be discussing Teams, first uh, sort of an introductory to Teams as a whole, and talking about sort of one of the, some of the changes that people should understand about how Teams is different from the way everyone works in this day and age. So let me start by introducing the people who are going to be joining us today, which is Erica Kwan from Reed Smith, and I've got John Collins from Lighthouse. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming and joining me today. Let's start with what is Teams? I mean, this is something that you know everyone seems to be moving towards because of this collaborative environment and working from home. There's been an explosion of the worm use of Teams, but I think a lot of people don't know what Teams are. So that's what we're hoping to accomplish today. So Erica, why don't you give us a sense of high level, some of the aspects or functions of Teams? Sure. So the first thing to note is that Teams is basically made up of many functions and features. And one of these kind of primary functions is Teams chats. So the easiest way to think of Teams chats is that it is a replacement for Skype and lets users instant message each other. However, one thing that you should note is that Teams chats are persistent for some amount of time, meaning that they continue to exist in the application. And in addition, you can share documents with others through Teams chats. Another kind of feature, primary feature of Teams is Teams AV, which is Teams audio video. It's essentially a video conferencing functionality. So it allows for audio video calling, and it also permits functions such as screen sharing. And users are also able to chat with kind of the conference attendees during the audio video conferences. And this also means that users can share files with each other during the audio video conferences. So it's a sort of an upgrade from Skype in terms of chats. As you mentioned, there's persistent chats and there's also kind of feature functions with that. And then the Teams AV is sort of like what we're, you know, most people are doing now, which is Zoom, Teams AV and the like, but it's sort of the Microsoft version of that. So John, I think turning to you, because I think one of the big changes and probably the biggest change with Teams is this concept of a Teams channel. And I think a lot of people struggle to understand what it is. So could you give us a sense of what is a Teams channel? Sure. So as Erica said, you've got this ability to collaborate within Teams. That's one of the major components. And the framework for collaboration in Teams is around the concept of of a team itself. And so when you create a team, so for example, let's say you're working on a project, right? You might create a team that is specifically for that project. But then within that project, you might have different work streams, right? So you might have a project management work stream. You might have a work stream that's around contracting. And so within the team's construct, each one of those work streams could have its own channel. And that means that you can have conversations, as Erica mentioned, these persistent chats, where within the channel, you're talking about just that specific subject. And then you can also share files through those posts, or you can upload them directly into the channel. 
And so essentially from a, from a discovery perspective, from a retention and deletion perspective, the way that this works is all of that content is inside the team. You can apply retention and auto deletion to the team, but you do it at the team level. Unfortunately, you can't apply, you can't do preservation, you can't do collections, you can't do retention and deletion at the channel level. But channels are a really important concept in the in the ecosystem of, of how Teams is used. Yeah, and, and John, I think one of the things that just from a user perspective that I think is so transformative of this is these Teams channels, particularly the Teams posts, right? So you're communicating with these team posts within that channel. It's not in your inbox. It's not email. You have to go to the channel to find it, which is, I think it's going to be a sea change for a lot of people because it's not the way people usually work. But as you said, from a collaborative standpoint, I think is where Microsoft is going, is everything about that subject matter is all going to be self-contained in that Teams channel. And I think that that is going to be one of the changes from a governance perspective, but I think even from a user perspective, people have to get their heads around. Like it's not it's not one of your emails that you can scroll down. You're just going to click on that channel and there's all the information, you know, theoretically, all the information about that subject matter is going to be in one spot. So interesting. Interesting stuff. We'll see how that plays out. So, Erica, one of the things that John was mentioning again, um, and we've talked a little bit about this in other podcasts, is this concept of collaboration, particularly with documents. Give us a sense of what what does that mean in a Teams channel? Sure. So, one of the critical kind of changes I think about the Teams workspace in general is the concept known as modern attachments, which basically refers to a link to a live document. So instead of kind of attaching your typical physical local attachments when you're sharing documents with other users, in Teams, users can only link to documents stored elsewhere by way of modern attachments and give others access to that document. So each modern attachment comes with a specific access link and multiple people can edit a document at the same time. So it's very dynamic. And the location of the document remains in a user's OneDrive for Teams chats and SharePoint online for Teams posts. So it's a concept in a Teams to sort of further that idea of better collaboration and more seamless workspaces. One of the things that I think a lot of clients are struggling with this is this whole idea of collaboration, particularly with the links, uh, the modern attachments, where everyone's working on the same document and it's in the OneDrive or SharePoint or whatever, is this idea of collaborating externally. A lot of people, collaboration just doesn't occur within your organization, but occurs outside of your organization. Like, how does that work in the 365 environment? If Reed Smith and Lighthouse want to collaborate, how would we collaborate in this team's environment? And what are some of the issues associated with that? So that's a great question, because really, that's one of the fundamental questions, which is, what's our strategy around external collaboration? And and the good news with Office 365 and, and Azure Active Directory and Teams is that you can set up a pretty flexible framework. So in the example that you provided, there's a couple ways to approach it, but one would be to set up what's called that business-to-business collaboration in Azure, where we could actually set you up, uh, let's say it's the Lighthouse tenant, you would get credentials in the Lighthouse tenant, and then we would explicitly add you to a team. And then as a member of that team, you would have, because of the team's model, you would have full collaboration capabilities within that team. You would have the ability to post in the team's channels, so you'd be able to communicate. And you would be able to edit and collaborate on the documents that are within that team. Now, that's the broad strokes. Now, one thing that is really important that we typically recommend clients do is that they also, as part of their team's rollout, establish 
what's called sensitivity labeling for teams so that teams by default are, are labeled as private. And so that means that even though Reed Smith, you and Erica might be collaborating on a, on a, in a team with Lighthouse, we had to explicitly add you to that team. Putting these privacy labels, requiring those on teams means that there's no team that you could be added to without being explicitly added. Because there are some use cases where you could give somebody access to a tenant and they would be able to add, be added to teams without that explicit addition requirement. So, but there's a lot of things to unpack there and it's a really important dynamic. Yeah, no, and I think we'll definitely have to have further podcasts on this because I agree. This is, this is, again, a sea change in terms of thinking about how people collaborate and how people work. I think a lot of people be, I think there's a lot of sensitivity about giving access to people to your environment, right? And then there's also a lot of sensitivity about having records created in other environments. So lots more to talk there. But thanks, everybody, for listening today. Hopefully you learned something. We're going to have many future podcasts, so hopefully you'll listen in. Thanks. Tech Law Talks is a Reed Smith production. Our producer is Allie McArdle. For more information about Reed Smith's tech and data practice, please email techlawtalks at reedsmith.com. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and reedsmith.com and our social media accounts at Reedsmith LLP on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. This podcast is provided for educational purposes. It does not constitute legal advice and is not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship, nor is it intended to suggest or establish standards of care applicable to particular lawyers in any given situation. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. All rights reserved.